I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in to another edition of This Week in UNC Baseball with head coach Scott Forbes. I'm Tommy Ashley. That's Matt Clements. The man in the middle is head coach Scott Forbes. A little bit better mood around the program, Scott. I want to start this with a quote from April 23rd. I asked one of your players uh, about uh, the Boston College sweep, and he said, quote, we're fixing to go on a run. I could feel it. Tomas Frick. Tomas Frick was certainly right at this point in the season, Coach. Yeah, I mean, it's an older group. Uh, they've been through it. We were in better shape than we were last year at that point when he said that. And I think Tomas has been here long enough to really believe in what we talk about every day, and that's about not missing today, you know, learning from the past, flushing it, win or loss, uh, not getting too high, not getting too low, eliminating the the distractions, especially any social media distractions, um, because obviously it's very easy for people to say whatever they want to say these days and hide behind a keyboard. But what matters the most is the locker room and those guys, they believe the whole time. And uh, it was just a little setback with Boston College. It was one where it hurt more because we got swept at home. Um, But there aren't many seasons that I've been here where we haven't been swept in a weekend with some really, really good teams. So I just explained to them, you know, we, we've been to Omaha quite a bit, and during those seasons, we were swept sometimes not once, sometimes not twice, maybe even three times. So uh, that's awesome that he said that, and he believed it. And, and, you know, he's one of our leaders. He did. It has been an impressive couple of weeks for the team. I want to ask you specifically about specific game-type situations. I think – and we talked off the record, and I know it's the talk – I think – uh, the Diamond Hills took NC State's soul on Thursday night with that game. You're up 5 nothing. I mean, you can't lose that ball game. State does. I think Avent said it's the worst loss in the regular season of his career. That's a, that's a bit much. But just sort of talk about the killer instinct, the knockout punch and all, and how you were able to land that on Thursday and then carry it forward and not have that. that yeah, you know, going down right away, um, you know, obviously stinks. Um, but, you know, you, you give up that big inning in the seventh, it's harder to come back. Uh, I did feel like uh, offensively we, we could come back if we could, you know, bridge the gap a little bit. 
Um, we won that game nine to eight. So, you know, we only gave up three runs after that, which was huge. And we barely gave up the two extra ones, a ball that Petey made a pretty good pitch and, and Green pulled it down the line. You know, he hit it directly into the dirt. Told our grounds crew they need to water that dirt more. We would have caught that ball. Um, but, you know, our guys finding a way, and that's a tough loss. Uh, obviously, we I've been in those shoes. Um, but if you're in enough games, you know, you got to be able to overcome those losses too. Unfortunately for us, finding a way to win it, Grant's getting the big hit, Colby being able to execute, uh, you know, a tough play, a suicide squeeze is a, you know, it's a, it's a great play when it works. That's what I always say, um, you know, because the risk there is Casey Cook's on deck and he's hot, hot as a firecracker. If Colby pops that ball up, you know, we're, we're just two outs uh, and the inning's over. But, you know, getting that that first win for us at home was big for us as well. And, and then having Carlson back and him to step out there and give us that start, uh, you know, there's not much they could do at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I really thought was huge is that seeing Max Carlson rise to the occasion on Friday when the bullpen, you know, pitched basically the entire game on Thursday, and then seeing Knapp come out and have a great outing on Saturday, it's like they're just rising to the occasion. Can you, can you talk about what you saw from Max and from, from Knapp? You know, far? I've been saying, saying for a while, I feel like for the most part, we've been trending up defensively and on the mound. Um, and – you know, it helps when you're on the mound and you know the defense is going to make every single play. Uh, you're not you're not trying to do too much, I guess. You're not fearing the contact, and therefore you should cut back on walks in general. Um, but I, I feel like all those guys that we've been asking to go in and do their jobs, they've, they've relished in those roles. They understand we may need them to go long. We may need them to do one batter. We may that we may need them to go back to back days, uh, but our bullpen's been been good. The guys know about when they're going to be caught on. Um, obviously, Pence, Peterson, AC, and Poston, that's four really good options. Now we'll cross them back in the rotation and nap, throw them pretty solid the last month. Uh, it was a surprise that Bovera didn't go as long as, you know, that he, he, had, he just had a bat. He was off. Um, but those guys, you know, in pageant. You know, he bridged a gap and got some big outs. Matty Mathias came in and got a big out against Grover. Um, you know, so buying into understanding that, you know, you got to get caught up in something bigger than yourself. If a team does that, something great can happen. And I feel like our guys are in that spot right now. And one of the also the interesting things is, I mean, it certainly looks like that Carlson and Knapp really attacked the, the Wolf Pack with, you know, fastballs and letting the ball – get into play, you know, they didn't strike out a ton. They didn't, neither one of them walked a single batter. That's the key. Um, you know, we talked about that this morning as a staff, like, you know, continuing to improve as a pitching staff. What are we going to work on this week? Because our opponents, Coastal and Clemson, you know, what do they like to do? What type of game do they play? When you play a team like State that you know is going to swing, you can get a lot of quick outs if you locate the ball. You have to be careful trying to strike everybody out because then your pitch count is going to get up. Um, you know, we feel like we're doing a better job of working hard to keep the ball in the ballpark, and that is getting quick outs and, and throwing competitive pitches and not just wasting pitches and having an off-speed pitch that you can throw in any count. Uh, but I thought Coach Gaines did a great job, and we knew what the plan was um, against NC State. You know, we were going to try to locate that fastball down the way, go in when we needed to, 
uh, keep them off balance occasionally with one good off-speed pitch instead of trying to throw three, you know, just perfect your second best one and be able to go to it whenever you want to. And that's where Carlson was really good against righties. This week he didn't try to throw the slider. He just went to the changeup, and it was enough to keep him off. Yeah, he said post game he didn't throw a slider the entire game. It was just fastballs and changeups. And then talking to Nap or, or the others talked to Nap on Saturday, and he said, "I saw what they did against the fastball with Carlson pitching, so that's what I loaded up on." Can you speak to? I mean, as a coach, you try to get your players to play free, and it's easier said yeah. than done. Can you just speak to how they've done that these last two weeks? You know, I think I do firmly believe that how we, us four coaches, um, you know, how we handle that is important. Uh, it's hard to hide, you know, being extremely tight or being negative. Um, you know, and I've always said I'm, I'm hoping that that will be something that our team does like us and it starts with me number one over even over the other coaches uh, and I want our guys to play I think it's really important you know if you believe in how hard you work now our practices they know that, that the practices belong I always tell them practices are mine your butt better be ready because we're going to get after it. we're going to work but the games are yours I want them to know that in the game we've worked hard we've prepared so now go play like you should be free and easy now if you don't work and you're not getting your sleep, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're going to have that little birdie, and you're going to have that little bit of doubt, and that's on you. But we're not going to have that doubt as a coaching staff. Like, we are going to be prepared. We're going to try to have you guys prepared. And then we need, you know, I, I write on my game card, trust your players, trust your coaches, because as the head coach, it's important for me just to, to let them go, let them play, and, uh, you know, and then they have to go do it, and you have to hope those guys buy into that, and, and they definitely do, because I'm going to let them play. You know, they know our standards are going to run hard, 90s you're going to play the game the right way but i also want them to enjoy the game you know that i'm gonna go back to the gardner webb game i told you i was gonna ask the question but i want to do it this way in gardner webb we all saw what happened if anybody's watching this and hadn't seen it needs to go check it out but you don't you want your players to do the right thing mm -hmm. and there's a line there um but I felt like watching that team, they did the right thing against Gardner-Webb. Everybody had each other's back. Can you speak to that aspect of what you saw in that ball game, but also to the suspension side of it? Because a ton of people ask, what's the deal with the suspension? Yeah. So just, just sort of expound on that game the last week or so. It was a team bonding thing for sure, I felt like. Yeah, you know, we, we had an incident at home against Miami uh, where a pitcher yelled at our guy. Um, then we had Virginia Tech, you saw it, what happened, happened. Uh, and then the Garden Web just happened. You know, Vanderbreg's actually already heading back to the dugout, and the kid uh, was so profane, I guess is the word to, to use, and went at him so strongly, it just – he couldn't help but react. Um, and our, our guys know that I'm always going to back them. I mean, they're not Bush League kids. And uh, what are you supposed to do? That's my thing. Now, the rule is the rule. Um, you know, if you leave the dugout or if you leave the bullpen, it's automatic one-game suspension, and they decided to to enforce that rule, I guess. Um, I still don't necessarily agree with it. I think things need to be looked at in that situation. Uh, I thought could have been handled better. But also, it is what it is, right? Uh, they're the judge, they're the jury. we got to deal with it. 
Uh, they handed out the suspensions. We're dealing with them. We're getting closer. Uh, we, we've already had guys that have missed missed some games against NC State, and uh, we'll have some guys that will have to miss, uh, you know, the game at Coastal. Um, I don't need to go into who they're going to be, but you'll be able to figure it out, you know, probably as, as we play. <laughs> I mean, I'm not thrilled about it at all, but, you know, we've got the right team. You know, sometimes they they this group. You're right. Like this group, they it just made them a little bit more ticked off. Like, hey, we've been on the defense, and and it's just baloney. But we're going to take it the right way, and we're going to come together even more. And if a guy can't play, that guy's going to raise his game like he hadn't raised it all year. So I know you're not going to tell me exactly who, but tell me <laughs> what their rule is as far as. Who gets it and who doesn't? Like, if I'm on the field, if I'm running to my position, am I out? You know, I don't know how they figured this out. I, I really don't know. I just know I got the email, and these guys are suspended, so can't appeal it. Um, you know, and we, we, we're we dealing with it, uh, and our guys have had a great attitude towards it. Uh, you know, so but we're about done with it. We're, we're getting close to the end where, you know, they get some of the guys that, that – uh, played every game against NC State. You know, they may not play game, you know, against Coastal or they may not play one of the games against Clemson. And that's for for me to try to navigate and figure out, I reckon. Well, the Diamond Hills, you know, have their, you know, their future and for the ACC and the NCAA pretty much in their hands with this four-game uh, South Carolina uh, swing with Coastal and Clemson both being in the top ten of RPI. Can you talk about how you're going to deploy your pitching for these critical four games? You know what? You know, we know Carlson is going to – we want to move Carlson to Thursday. He'll start game one against Clemson. We're going to roll Bovair back out tomorrow night at, at uh, Coastal. He needs to get on the mound. He needs to start. He'll be on a pitch count. He'll also start against Clemson. Uh, the fact that he's starting tomorrow night, most likely he won't start until Saturday against Clemson, but we'll monitor that. Nat will probably move – is going to continue to be in the weekend rotation. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a plus when you win on Friday and your starter goes 25 pitches, you know, he's available to come out of the bullpen against state or start against coastal. So he'll start against coastal, which we're excited to watch him do. Um, and then we'll just go in and, you know, we, we've embraced playing on the road all season, uh, great opponents, be great atmospheres, two teams that are having phenomenal years, two teams that are hot. We also feel like we're hot, and we're not going to back down from anybody. So we're going to we're going to just focus on practice today, Matt. But we feel good about our pitching. And have everybody locked and loaded for four games this week. Yeah. Also, uh, it goes without saying that we need to congratulate you on on getting your a uh, five year extension, uh, very well deserved. Obviously, Bubba decided to pull the trigger, and you decided to put your signature on the on the on the paper. So, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Very, very thankful and humbled and honored. But, you know, it's a, I don't take it lightly either because these guys, you're also leading, you know, 18 to 22, sometimes 24-year-olds, I guess, now the transfer portal. But, uh, you know, I look back and remember my time being that age and the influence that coaches had on me. Usually it was good or bad. And I always thought, man, like what an opportunity to to make an impact. And hopefully you, as you get older, you, your impact grows and you make – you choose your words even better, and these guys leave here and hopefully are more prepared for the most important thing, and that's life. 
Last question, I'll let you get out of here. Uh, coaching at North Carolina, you mentioned post-game the other day, you know, you're from Sanford, um, grew up around here. Sort of explain to folks what it's like being a person from North Carolina, born and raised, being uh, the head coach at the University of North Carolina in any sport, but the head coach in baseball, just what's it like? It's different, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been coaching a long time and I always thought, you know, my first head coaching job, and it almost was, um, and by the grace of the good Lord, you know, Manny and I decided to stay in Chapel Hill would be, you know, a drastic move because that's what it takes sometimes. Um, but, you know, when you've been lucky to grow up in the state, uh, you know, know the state really well, um, you know, to me, it, I don't even – there are time most of the time I don't think about it because we work so hard. But when I do think about it, I almost feel like, you know, you're in the middle of a dream from the standpoint like, man, this is – this is really neat. And uh, to be able to, like yesterday, you know, hop in the car and drive to Sanford and see my mom on Mother's Day, you know, a lot of times if you're in this coaching profession, that's just not the case. You know, you might have to fly cross country or you might have to drive nine or 10 hours. Um, but for them to be able to come to all the games and my brother and my sister and I've got cousins and uh, yeah, you know, but also to know the tradition. You know, to grow up and just know Tobacco Road and basketball and all the great coaches. And I also think about that, like, man, that is just crazy caller. to me that that I'm I'm a head coach at UNC and all these, you know, you got you got Dean Smith, who was a head coach here, Roy Williams, now you got Hubert Davis, but all these, not just those guys, Matt Brown, all the great football coaches, but you, know, you look at all of our teams here, they're all nationally competitive. Um so that is something that's been really neat for me to be in those meetings with them. I remember my first head coaching meeting, just thinking like, man, I wonder how long it's going to be before I even say a word. Cause my nature is just to sit in there and listen. Same thing in the ACC coaches meetings um, and learn. Uh, but it's, it's, it's really a humbling, neat thing is the best, you know, and, but, uh, but again, it's something you can't take lightly because you're coaching, you're coaching other other parents' kids, and I know how I would want my kids coached. That is head coach Scott Forbes, North Carolina Tar Heels, the Diamond Heels, head to Coastal Tuesday night and then Clemson Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Good travels, safe travels, uh, Coach Forbes. We will talk soon. Thanks, guys. Pull hard this week. Exciting week. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.